Oh. Okay, uh, first of all, Gemar Chasimatova, obviously, as tomorrow is Yom Kippur. Um, I wish everybody Gemar Chasimatova and a meaningful and uh, well-used fast. Um, we're going to do Perik Yudalad and Perik Tezvav of uh, Mesiel Sisharim, uh, which actually does line up pretty well with the Yom Kippur theme. Um, so we'll definitely touch upon uh, aspects of that. Basically, uh, two weeks ago, we, if you remember, uh, we talked about uh, something called precious. Now, just again, to give a little bit of the background, and Mrs. Sharp is again broken up into three different uh, parts. First one is uh, talking about when a person uh, is to be a tzaddik, right, to, to become a tzaddik. Uh, that's like, as crazy as it is, that's the, kind of the basic level. Um, the next set is to be a chassid, and the next set is and the next set of uh, prakim is to become a kadosh. So we're starting out the second kind of slot here, like the second, not second rung up, but the second level um, to become, you know, above and beyond what the Torah demands of us. Um, and we pointed out that just like uh, you know, we have um, several midos that help us become a tzaddik, like we have zihiros, which helps us stay away from the isurim, from the los assays, and we have zrizos, which help us do, does the mitzvahs assays, help us does help us to do mitzvahs, so so too we have uh, corresponding midos in this second level of of becoming a chassid, uh, not like peis, but like a chassid is someone who's more devoted to a kosh baruch um, And prishos is... Uh, the second is the one that corresponds to Zahiris, which, you know, to make sure uh, you avoid Averos. So, as you'll see, if you flip just, you know, in the, in the text, if you're following along, right, they're not big chapters, uh, but they are big topics, as you'll see, uh, uh, so let's go do that uh, Do that now. If you remember the last time we spoke about um, Precious, again, Precious, abstinence is a terrible uh, translation because absence implies refraining from all pleasure and we're talking about not doing that we're talking about refraining going a, a little bit above and beyond uh, in terms of refraining from different types of pleasures but it does not mean to abstain from everything uh, it just means that you know to go a little bit above and beyond if, if your family minute to between meat and milk is three hours so you want to wait six hours right it's a one step beyond uh, the letter of the law, right? We, again, we quoted the Gemara. Make yourself holy within what is mutter to you, meaning that we want to, you know, take a step away from the cliff a little bit, even though, you know, you're already doing what a Kosh wants, but we want to kind of uh, bump it up a level. So we've been talking about precious in the Hana'a uh, realm of kind of staying away from, you know, different types of pleasures that are mutter, but kind of not overindulging. Right, avoiding things that aren't strictly necessary. Uh, the extra candy bar, the extra cup of wine at the wedding, uh, the third kosher movie you've watched this week. Right? Again, just that was basically the examples we gave last week. Um, and this attire, and as Ramchal himself writes, this applies to every single type of physical pleasure. Here, I'm on, on page 99 on Tzadik Tess, the end of the first paragraph. It applies to every you know type of physical pleasure, uh, food, uh, what is it, clothing, to limb going out for vacations, speaking, any type of, of, of pleasure, right? there's some realm of kind of holding yourself back uh, is relevant. And he points out, though, there are two other realms, which we'll talk about uh, right now, uh, where this is relevant as well. Uh, and that is, um, and that is, well, we did not dinim, which is halachos, you'll see in a second, and minhagim, which is not, not a minhag, but it means day-to-day, uh, social interactions with different people. Okay, we'll get there. We'll get there in a second. So j- just he kind of just the first paragraph just again recaps what we've basically been done the last week. Um, again, 
no sense. Again, we'll have to talk about exactly where holding yourself back is valuable, right? Obviously, we're not supposed to just dive into chumras. Uh, we're not supposed to hold ourselves back uh, if you're faced with mitzvot, right? For example, Oneg Shabbos. On Shabbos, eating cholent is a mitzvah. Napping is a mitzvah, right? That's not an area where you want to hold yourself back, right? That's that's being mivatal a mitzvah. If you have a mitzvah to eat in, eat in the sukkah, it's not like, oh, I'm going to eat less, so I won't be in the sukkah. No, there's a mitzvah to eat in the sukkah. You should go, right? Do You don't be in mivatal and I say. But um, even though it, it's kind of not so PC to say this, right, from where we've all... Uh, been raised, but the Ramchal says that precious, right, means that a person should try and be machmir, that it is good to kind of like avoid things, even though technically uh, they're mutter, right, if the opinion makes sense, right, if the opinion makes sense, <coughs> even if the Allah is not necessarily like that. And just to, just to read a line in, in the first paragraph, which, and then we'll, we'll start moving because, you know, obviously we want to get to get to the end, but um Haprishus ban, I'm in the third line. Haprishus bahanas who k'moshe mashe his karnu beperga kodem. Dahinu, in other words, shalot lekachas midivrei haolam elam ashid tzarech yachriach. Right, it's important to take what you need, right, what you need, and that we talked about last week, uh, two weeks ago, mean, can be many different things. Whether you need mentally, whether you need physically, um, you know, whatever. Whatever you need, but once you don't need it, so then it, it becomes available and relevant uh, to the realm of, of precious to hold yourself off from. You know, you're stuffing your face every Yom Kippur, and that's a tremendous mitzvah. But maybe you don't need uh, that candy. I mean, it's a mitzvah, but I don't want to. You know, but maybe you, don't, maybe you don't need this extra Snickers, the extra candy, etc. The second paragraph over here, he moves on to the realm of halacha. But he, the two clarifications that the Ramchal makes are, are super important. Is why I just wanted to say it before we kind of explain what what precious in the realm of halacha means. He says two things. Lachush afila divrei yachin b'machlokes, and this is the second line in time nikar. Number one, when does it make sense for a person to accept an extra chumra upon themselves? Right? First of all, we should all be zocha to fulfill all the mitzvos without extra chumras. But where is it? relevant for a person to say, you know what, I'm going to, I'm going to, let's say, extend my meat and milk from three to six hours. First of all, it has to make sense. It has to make sense. You have to have studied the law and you have to think, right? Again, let's say, let's take an example. Uh, on Shabbos, the halacha is, well, the, that you're obviously not allowed to cook. And there are certain halacha, certain things that cook or that are called kali abishal, which means that they're very easily cooked. So, you can't cook these things in a klirishon, that's obviously usher. A klisheni, right, we're machmir, that we don't cook, let's say, tea leaves in a klisheni. But what about klishlishi? Once you pour the water into the klishlishi, what's the deal? So Rav Moshe is well known for saying that a klishlishi doesn't cook at all. And that's how people make tea on Shabbos. Right, they take a klishlishi, pour it out of the out of the urn, put it in one cup, put that, pour that into another cup, that's already a klishlishi, right, and then they put the tea bag in. A lot of people, when I when we talk about that halacha, say, but but the temperature is exactly the same. I don't understand how the klishlishi doesn't cook at all. So, I, without getting into it, the, the Mishaburah and the Chazanish disagree, and they say there is no difference between a klishani and klishlishi, and you shouldn't cook tea in a klishlishi. So, if a person thinks that that makes sense, so that would be a legitimate chumrah to accept that they should not. Paskin like Rav Moshe, many people do, but they they would not paskin lakula, and they would decide not to make tea like that on Shabbos. It has to make sense though. If that's logical to you, and that, that you think that the halacha should be X, uh, or that so that's that's legit. That's that's uh, taimonira. That's uh, that's grounds for an extra chumrah. That's grounds for precious. And number two, which is also super important, 
This is a crucial, crucial line because very, very often when people accept chumras upon themselves, especially Sam girls during Sam and, and also when they leave Sam, uh, because very often they'll take a chumra upon themselves and that leads to a kula. What do I mean? Right, they'll be very, very machmir, very stringent in one area, but at the same time they're being very lenient in another area of halakha. For example, a person decides they only want to eat mahadrin food in Eretz Yisrael. Very nice. Is Rabbanut kosher? Yes, Rabbanut is kosher. Legally, halakhli, is Rabbanut kosher? Great. Is mahadrin the level you're used to eating? Yes. So a person decides they want to eat mahadrin. Fantastic. Let's say now their mother-in-law doesn't hold the mahadrin, and she only eats Rabbanut. And you're going to go to her house for Shabbos, and your husband or your wife, whatever it is, uh, is going to be like, you know, we're going to go to the in-laws for Shabbos, and now what's, what's going to happen? You're going to sit at their table, and you're not going to eat anything, because they're Rabbanut, and you're only holding... Mahadran, so listen, Mahadran is a wonderful Chumrah in the realm of Kashrus, but if that's the scenario, like I just described, so there's going to be a tremendous Pagam, a tremendous leniency, a tremendous, you know, a Kula in the realm of Ben uh, maybe you want to say Kibbutz Aim, if that applies to in laws, that's a good question, fine, but you're losing uh, what you're gaining. So the Chumrah has to be A, logical. Meaning, in the sense that you've studied the halacha and you think that that's accurate, and B, that it doesn't have a resulting kula, a resulting leniency in a different realm uh, of halacha. Okay, so now let's move a little further now. Just uh, He points out again that this is all above and beyond, right? We're, until now, we've been talking about avoiding Yisurim, doing mitzvos. As terrifying as it is standing before Yom Kippur, right? That's Aleph base, right? We try to avoid Averos and do mitzvos. Now, this is already second level. This is already second level, and Chazal did not require all of us to do this because most Jews cannot. Not most Jews, many Jews cannot, right? That's what he says, right? The laharchik right? And then for people who are able to, right, they should shoot higher. But this is not the halacha. This is not what Chazal were goes there. And just to point out, we're standing right before Yom Kippur, you don't even have to shoot higher in every realm. Very often a person hears a shmooz, be like, okay, i got to refrain from everything. Let's say for the, in this uh, example. This is not true. You should pick, just like by tshuva, you should pick realms and areas of halakha that are possible for you to improve in. Right? Most of us are not going kosh, as they say. I don't even know if people say that anymore. Most of us are not going to, to trade in our smartphone for a kosher phone. That, people don't say that anymore. I, just, I don't know why I said that. But anyway, most people are not going to take a kosher phone right now. Okay, that's fine. We can discuss whether it's important, whether you should, fine. Most of us are not able to do that. So to, to strive for that and then fail is silly. You're setting yourself up for failure. Failure. You should shoot for realms that are, you are relevant, that are possible to improve it. Right? That's in general. Right? The process of tshuva. For example, I heard over the Shabbos, Shabbos Shuvah's Drasha, the rav in my neighborhood, the Shulchan Aruch says that a person should accept upon themselves something a little bit extra during a Seres Mechuva. Right? Again, you guys have probably heard of this. I'm not sure, I would imagine you've heard something like this. Shulchan Aruch. Shulchan Aruch says you should accept upon yourself one extra halacha during a Seres Mechuva. You know the example he gives? Pas Palter. Which means, just like we have like non-Jewish milk and non-Jewish wine, right? There's Tam Yenam and there's Chalav uh, Akum and whatever. And Chalav Yisrael, there's also one of those halachos by bread, by non-Jewish bread. A person should strive to keep, to have Jewish bread. Now, between you and me, that is like the lowest level of all of the 
the the akums, right, of all the, the wine and the milk and the, there used to be an oil and that we don't do that anymore, but of all of them, the bread one is the least, is the lowest one. It's like not even a thing. It's barely a thing. You, you would have to go out of your way to find non-Jewish bread. Uh, most of the bakeries, most of the bread you're buying in five towns, certainly you're Shalayim, but it, it is, is all kosher bakeries. Uh, most of it. Not all of it. Most of it. A lot of it. What 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 is, what is the what is the saying? That's what we should accept upon ourselves. The Sefer Meshuva, the Sefer of Klagsbol, in the neighborhood of the Rav Meshul. He said, "Yeah, exactly, because that's that's tiny, that's easy, that's a piece of cake. You should pick something that's easy and start from there." Right? No one says you have to jump mountains. And Ramchal is going to write at the end of this, uh, I think the fifteenth paragraph, at the end of Perik Tezvav, you can't jump mountains in a single bound. You have to move slowly, one step at a time. So that's what we're trying to do. Right? We're trying to take one thing. That's what Ramchal says: take tiny steps, baby steps, something minor, and then you move on. That's the approach. In, in, that's the approach for tshuva, and that's also the approach for precious. Right? They, they go one one step at a time. Now the Ramchal here quotes uh, an example uh, of this in the Gemara and Chulim. Um, an example of being a Porish, someone who is accepting a, a proper uh, Chumrah to accept upon yourself, there's a story about Mar-Ukva. Mar-Ukva said, uh, that's a, a guy's name, uh, one of the Amorim, he said that he was vinegar to his father's wine. Right? Obviously, wine is a much higher form of vinegar. So why? Why? Because his father would wait 24 hours between meat and milk. And he would only wait, like the Allah says, right, till the next meal or whatever it is, six hours, etc. Now, Obviously, that's not the halacha at all. And most of us would go crazy of waiting between meat and milk 24 hours. But Mar'ukva was praising his father's ability to be porish. He was able to hold himself back. There's no mitzvah to drink milk. And he felt he was able to wait. And he thought that that was uh, appropriate for him. Right? He was probably always fleshing. Right? Legit. And that's one of my friends. When, Twitter, when creative Twitter handles were a thing, one of my friends uh, was always fleshing. At always fleshing. That was him. Anyway, but... Nowadays, it's much harder. For him, he was always flashing. So that was a praiseworthy type of precious. And there are a lot of common applications in Eretz Yisrael in terms of the kashras and even in New York. You have shilas, you have stories. Some people are machmer because there's bugs in the tap water. Some people are machmer about the bugs in the strawberries. Right, again, as long as it doesn't turn into a chumrah, right, that's, a, that's an appropriate thing to do but in, terms of, in terms of halacha. The third area of precious, I'm on uh, Kuf on the third paragraph over here, is precious by minhagim. Now, this does not mean minhagim as in like, you know, uh, my father wears a kittel on Rosh Hashanah or not, or whatever. Uh, most people do, okay, whatever. Uh, I happen not to. That's why I just popped into my head. But anyway, um, everybody wears a kittel Yom Kippur, but the Rosh Hashanah. Anyway, it does not mean minhagim. It means how a person behaves in a societal setting. That there's a quality, there's a, there's a, a an appropriateness to holding yourself back socially. Now we obviously have to define this. Does not mean you should be a hermit. Definitely not hermit. H e r m i t. Right? It does not mean you should be a hermit. Just to read the third paragraph, his bodus ve'avdel min achever hamedinis. From society, right? The fnos libo elavoda elavoda vizbonus karoi, in order that your heart should be open to avodas Hashem appropriately. And but the Ramchal writes immediately, as you might have been been nervous, right? As long as you don't go to extremes, right? As long as you don't go to the other extreme. Right, again, quotes of Gemara and Ksubas, Gemara and Brachos. Person should always be a person should be social, right? Adam Daito Murevis and Abrios. Person should be with friends, right? Cherev Alabadim Veno Alu, right? A sword on the people who are by themselves, right? People who are who are who are people who again people who are just you know Talmud Chachamim who are learning by themselves. They're not sharp sharpening themselves by learning in a group, right? We need to be in a group, but says Ramchal, you need to try and cling to good people. 
right? Again, whenever you can, whenever you're able to, right? And then there's there's a quality, there's there's there's, a, there's an appropriateness to taking a step back, right, in certain uh, social situations. For example, I very very much appreciated. I don't know if this is mutter for me to say, but I'll say it anyway because it's true. I appreciated the kosher social settings that YU set up for us. Rav Shachter would give a shear. Right, there'd be this, there'd be that. You don't have to go to every single one of them. Right? There are shurim. Going to every there's certain, listen, there's certainly ishtadlis that a person has to put in and shidukim, etc. But there's also over ishtadlis. And at some point, being up on the, the campus, on the boys' campus in the Heights three times a week is, is overkill. Right? When I would ever be studying in the library and there'd be girls studying in the library with me, they're technically allowed to be there, but like it was like, what are you doing? You have your own library. Go study there. It was obviously they weren't there to study. Okay, fine, talk to us. So, but even those in in, in you know for for not in the shidduch world, right? Again, if you're in the first of all, I would say you should get yourself into some sort of shidduch situation, even if it's not with like scary old ladies from Lakewood handing out you know resumes like their cake recipes. But whatever, that's that's a different discussion. But even for people who are not in the Shidduch world, so there's a Shtadlus and there's a Shtadlus, right? At, at some point, you don't have to be at every birthday party and every mixed year that's scheduled, right? Again, a little Tznius is, again, not not for only girls, for guys and girls. I mean, a little Tznius is, is very valuable. I mean, definitely go to a Shir or two, but, you know, all the time. And it's not limited to dating, right? It's professionally as well. Right, it's uh, a person's going to get a great job, and and you know while there's an iser of stam yenum of drinking non-Jewish wine, and the whole goal behind that is to prevent socializing with goyim. Okay, so you're going to go and you have a beer, shkoyach. So you're going to go with all your coworkers, and you're going to have a beer. You've you've skirted the halacha, but but what are you really accomplishing? Right, that the whole point isn't so you don't go out to and hang out with the you know until three in the morning with the, your goyish coworkers. Right, you're missing the entire point. But even more than that, right? Even more than that, a person needs, right, to uh, focus time to focus themselves, right, on uh, on avodas Hashem. Um, I want to just what did I want to quote over here? Uh, yeah, v'yisbodet achar kach. I'm in like the fourth paragraph towards uh, third paragraph towards the end. Lahid v'yisbodet achar kach. Right, you should hang out. He says that Ramchal says you should socialize as much as you need. But person needs some time to step away, right? When does a person think? Right? A person is in a group, they're not thinking. Right? When they're only when they are able to take a little bit of a step back right, and think about things, are they able to really uh, have the breath, breath with a with a D, uh, and the kind of the the for with all. Not that's not a word. Whatever the foresight uh, to be able to think about. Uh, um, um, and right, okay, it should be screened. Right? Okay, fine, yeah, what, okay, good. Um, mm, oh, and the last line over here, right, okay, the Ramchal writes, and also when you're in a social setting, even when you're within a social setting, which is totally fine, you go to a wedding, Mazel Tov, beautiful, fantastic. Person has to be careful right? that you know about the speech. He says, right? "Be careful about the things you're talking about." Don't look all outside of your daladamos, which means you don't have you know prying eyes and stuff like that. Unfortunately, you know, a wedding is an amazing thing, and it's you know everybody should be zochet to go to many many weddings and many smachot, but. 
it's not a free-for-all, right? There's still halachos of Lashonara, right? You can't just sit around at a wedding table and just gossip the whole night. You have to be careful what you look at. Uh, you know, very often, Baruch Hashem, you know, it's, it's an avoda to go be mesameach people, and we've talked about that, and it's important. Uh, but it doesn't mean that Sneas and Lashonara and Kashrus goes out the window. My Rebbe used to rail. He used to go nuts. And my Rebbe is very reserved guy. So he, doesn't, he didn't really scream. But he used to go nuts. If you ever go to a bris, you ever go to a bris, 7 o'clock davening, shakras, right? People, 7.30 bris, 7.45 bris. The first people to leave are all the guys who have to run to work. Who, who's left? All the guys who are in Kola, all the yeshiva brachim, are all sitting around chilling, 9 o'clock, 10 o'clock. What, what, that, what are you doing? Like, you go to bris, be with take a bagel, say mazel tov. If you have to be in the base manager at 9 o'clock in the, in, in the morning, so what, why should you be late and the guy who goes to work be on time? Right? It makes no sense. Right? So, so be with Samech and go to Simchas, but there, there are halachos that uh, there's a, a little bit of, uh, of, what's it, of precious. Right? Hold yourself back a little bit. Um, and, and when a person is careful about these things, says Ramchal in the last paragraph on page 101, or I guess the last paragraph of the chapter, uh, that these things slowly become habit. Right, that uh, you know that you know again, there are many many examples of this, but basically consistently turns into habit, and ter- habit turns into like a lifestyle, right? And just like there are general rules, right? And you can't give every single example in the book. A person should study the, this concept and, and see how it applies uh, to their uh, to their own life. All right, vav, um acquiring this mida of precious of of thinking about how a person can abstain and kind of hold himself back a little bit in an appropriate manner. Um, and as, uh, I, I, as I mentioned many times, right, I learned from Mr. Shem of Dovin Miller, and he said that acquiring any midah is a question of simply his bodiness, of, of thinking, of this bonain, just to think and analyze and study, right, just to become aware of something, right? They talk about in the Talk about awareness. So I want to bring awareness to this, that, and the other thing. So, so that's a real thing, even though it sounds funny. We're, to be, make ourselves aware that precious is valuable. So the question is, how, what do we study? Right? What do we do right, in order to become aware that this is a valuable thing to acquire, acquire precious? So Nechal writes, to acquire this midah, there are, uh, a person needs to, first of all, override their tremendous desires in this world. Right? That's... That's obvious, right? That uh, he says in the second paragraph, right? The problem, the problem with doing this whole thing is because mata teva el hatanugos ha'ele, right? Are, we are naturally drawn to all of these pleasures, right? 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 Our eyes are seduced, haniftim b'mare hadvarim, who are seduced by what things look like, asherhu tov arev, that are nice and beautiful. And he talks about, right, again, the, the first thing, time that happened was the first chait. Right, the Pazik says, right, that the, the, the eight sadas was, was good to eat. It was desirable to her eyes. Right, the nachash had some way of making it more desirable to her. So the holam hazah, says the Ramchal, right, is desirable by definition, right? And, by definition, now again, we're not even talking about something that's asr. We're talking about something that's mutter, right? In the realm of things that are that are mutter, right? So how do we? If something is asr, fine, okay. So we have to. That's one type of overcoming, but this is already kind of holding ourselves back and things that are mutter. And this is maybe harder because again, we're drawn to these things naturally, right? And and uh, you know, we're trying to teach ourselves to wean ourselves off. Uh, in, in slightly in a healthy way, so the way to do that is to delve and analyze the real into the realization that worldly pleasures are not what the, what they seem. 
Right? That says the Ramchal that a person has to teach themselves. Right? That uh, that it's all it's all a fake. Right? Who kozev lagamre? I'm in the fourth paragraph. Right? That this entire by their nature, right? Pleasures in this world are fleeting uh, and temporary. Right? They're technically right. Again, a lot of it. Right? Obviously, everything is good in moderation, but a lot of it is. A lot of these types of pleasures that we're talking about, food, uh, other types of stuff, uh, they're bad for us. They're bad for us personality-wise. They're bad for our midos. They're bad for our, our avodas Hashem. If a person realizes that they're losing rather than gaining, right? If a person, again, talking about what to study and to acquire this midah, if a person is able to convince themselves and understand and, and really, truly realize that a person is losing when they have the... 12 candy bar as opposed to gaining, right? So then you stand a chance uh, of holding yourself back. And it's not even so far-fetched, right? Again, the best muscle in the world for this concept is candy. Candy is amazing in the moment and terrible for your body, terrible for your teeth, terrible for your health. So someone who's just had a cavity filled will swear off taffies for a week. You couldn't pay them a million dollars to have a taffy. They have a very healthy sense of risk-reward. They have no desire to eat that type of candy. Someone who is, just to use a personal example, training uh, for some sort of event, maybe a marathon, half marathon, some type of sporting event or whatever. So they have no desire. They're, the week before the marathon, you could not pay them to eat a Snickers because they know the result of pounding all this terrible stuff, you end up with terrible stomach, stomach cramps, etc., etc., etc. Your physique will, will, will slack. And they, they, it holds no sway for them. It's not even attractive. So a person can get there. Right? It is definitely possible, and it's not even like a lot of you know effort. It's just you have a healthy sense of risk to reward. So, if a person is able to teach themselves a proper focus and realization in terms of risk reward for all physical pleasures, right? So that that you need to have just the right amount, right? But a little bit much is overdoing it. So you can get there, right? It requires obviously a, a, a solid amount of training and motivation and fortitude, ain't a chenami, but uh, but it, a person is really able to do it. Um, and says Ramchal that realized that the only reason this, we even need this Midah is because of the Yitzhahara towards these things, right? The seduction of the physical, right? That's what he says. Right? We have, you know, the world is, my wife likes to point out that Baruch Hashem, Akash Baruch Hu could have made the world in black and white. And he didn't. And first of all, that's because of Chesed for us, but it's also, right, to make things more uh, attractive, right? We have a natural inclination uh, towards colors and senses and food and the opposite gender, etc. That's what caused Chava and Adam to sin. So a person realizes that this world is obviously temporary, and he, if he realizes that the good that you're chasing, the quote-unquote good, the physical that you're chasing, is merely a trap, it's just a figment of our imagination, Right? It could be you'll get the pleasure for a short time, right? but it's going to destroy you in the future if a person can really truly understand that. So then you're able right, to hold yourself back, you're able to abstain. And this is a way to, for a person to train themselves, uh, with, not with relative ease, but in a realistic way, right? says Ramchal. Because when a person is properly trained, right, the, the physical pleasure holds no, no attraction. Right? You can't pay them enough money to do it. Now, the Ramchal, the Ramchal says, I'm on, just skipping ahead a little bit. Mm, one second, is that? Uh, no. Right, okay, I'm sorry. No, I'm not skipping ahead. I take it, take it back. That's the wrong Hine. Uh, bottom of page 102. It says the Ramchal, the most best example I can give you is food. Food is the most sensory 
the most enjoyable thing, yet the most temporary. Literally, the pleasure, just to paraphrase over here, uh, is comes and goes in the matter of seconds, right? The time it takes to, based on Leah, he says, the time it takes to finish chewing, the, the, the pleasure is gone, right? So eating healthy, right, as uh, one a friend of mine used to say, is just about convincing yourself that it's just fuel. And it's just fuel for your physical body. All the pleasure in eating, right, is gone in a second. If a person can get to that point, right, eating healthy and eating better, right, uh, is, is much easier. Right? And certainly, right, if you think about the disorders that come from eating badly, it's just a risk-reward. Just doing the risk-reward enables a person to be strengthened in this area of precious. Again, it's not a question of not eating. Right? It's a question of eating right or not eating as much or taking a step back to control yourself, to maybe to make a bracha, to thank Hashem for the food. Right? If a person realizes what you can gain from just slowing down right, and taking a step back, so then it becomes much easier. And he says that all the other hanos in this world are similar. Right? All you have to do is look into them. All the other pleasures are similar. Just look and analyze and think about uh, exactly uh, you know what you're what what you're dealing with, right? Akash Baruch had to build these pleasures with all this external attraction because they're not logical. Like we said before, eating four Snickers is not good for you, right? You enjoy it for about twelve seconds and then you feel it for two days afterwards and, and maybe longer, right? None of this stuff is logical if you would actually think about it. There are no's that play their pleasures that play in our senses, right? But if you take a step back, if you would look at it again, we talked about before earlier in the Meshach, uh, in the Meshach, earlier in the Sefer about looking at things from a third party view. Right, over as if you're looking over your own shoulder. So if you take a step back and look at it as if you're like a Martian or something, or you've never heard of this stuff before, it'd be obvious, right, that you should avoid or decrease, right, some of these some of these things. And this is how it has to be. Right, Coach Barco had to dress up the world for us to be kind of like seduced by evil, because otherwise, what would be the attraction? Right, what's the question? If you're faced with like eternal reward or like a fleeting pleasure of like twelve seconds, right, obviously, what do you mean? Now, of course, a person's going to choose. The eternal goodness. So the very fact that we have bechira chavshis, the fact that we have free will in this world, right, demands that the bad has to be attractive. Right? What's so glamorous about you know? I don't know. I don't want to give examples because people get upset. But uh, you know, uh, whatever. Hamavin Yavin. All these people that we worship in society. What's so great about it? It's not so great, but it's attractive. It's exciting. Right? It's something that kind of draws us to that lifestyle. So. So that's how it has to be. Uh, and when a person gets used to changing their view of the world and kind of focusing, right, again, pulling out and focusing on your, looking at your life through, a, you know, almost like a camera, right, as if you're, that's a great metaphor of TV. You can look at someone else's life as if you're watching them. So if you can do that for yourself, so then the fascinating language in the Ramchal, amazing language and on page Kuv Gimel, I'm in the third paragraph that starts Kishiyar Gil, right, when you come used to this, the Yasmin be you know Allah and you really are able to to analyze the truth. A person gets freed from the prison of this physical world. Asher Homer Oser Oso, which 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 holds him in jail. <coughs> Excuse me, and the person is no longer seduced by them. And this is why a lot of, uh, at least, I don't know, 20 years ago, I don't know if anybody's ever seen The Matrix. They have just made a new one. But if anybody ever saw The Matrix, which came out in literally over 20 years ago, that's basically the idea of the movie. The idea of the movie is that the whole world is fake and you're, he's really plugged into a machine. And then when you can see that the world is fake, so he's like, oh my God, he loses his mind. But that was like the, the comparison between that 
And what the Ramchal is saying here was what really hits home, uh, if you're familiar with the movie, that basically when a person realizes that this world is all seduction, so then it holds no sway for it. Um, along the same line, says Ramchal, in the next paragraph, if a person doesn't consistently remind themselves of this, though, you find that, you know, you kind of fall back into old habits, right? Your ability to, to be porish, to acquire precious, <coughs> is going to wane. Um, but he says there's another thing that actually causes uh, a person to uh, avoid, uh, kind of fall back into uh, old habits. Uh, he said this before, and he says it again, is also bad chavra, right? If you're surrounded, not bad chavra necessarily, but he says over here, uh, if you're surrounded by pleasure-seeking people, right? It's, uh, right? Again, he has different phrases for people who are running after you know pleasure. But if the people around you are not doing what you're doing, right? So then you'll be influenced by them, right? And you end up play, going back to where you were, right? to where we were, right? and putting a silly importance on these types of pleasures, right? Just like those people do, right? Uh, why shouldn't you go to a hotel for Pesach? I don't want to upset anybody who goes to a hotel for Pesach. But uh, again, whatever. But, you know, if you would ask me, I would argue that having a Seder with your family is probably best at home. Going to a hotel is really fun. But where they have kosher Passover pizza, noodles, and cake, or whatever it is. But uh, to have a, you know, a, a passing on the Masora to one generation to the next... <laughs> Probably not the best in the middle of a chadrocha with like a million people. All right, that one example. But if those are the people, if those all meaning the reason that's a good example is because if everybody in the neighborhood is going there, so you'll probably end up there, and you know that again, you that probably will impact a person's ability uh, to kind of remind themselves that the physical world uh, is kind of uh, is fleeting. Um, and he says, unfortunately, right, once a per- pl- these pleasures become a part of your lifestyle, so it's very hard to get rid of them, right? If a person, for example, wants to move to Eretz Yisrael, but they're used to eating, uh, I don't know, Wagyu beef on Shabbos and living on 60 acres of land and having three electric cars, well, Eretz Yisrael is great, but you ain't getting any of that stuff over here. So it's important to try and take a step back and, and train yourself not to need every single one of these pleasures, which, by the way, are mutter for you to have. Totally mutter. God bless you. You should be successful and have tons of money to be able to afford that. Totally mutter, but that's what we're talking about. By going a little bit above and beyond, right? The halacha kadesh atzmecha b'mutter lecha, right? Make yourself holy in, in the things that are that are mutter to you. So just to, to clarify, just just to, not to clarify, just to finish up, right? On page uh, kuvdalid, <coughs> the most important thing, as he says, is to be able to take a step back. Is to be able to slow down. Is to take a step back in pleasures. Take a step back in society, in societal, you know, in in, in society. Uh, and your social aspect, a little alone time never hurt anybody. Obviously, we're not talking about if you're depressed or whatever, but a little alone time to kind of think and reflect and kind of analyze where your life is heading, throw out that anchor, right, and stop the boat or slow down the boat, right, running through the river of life, right, that, that's, that's, uh, that's crucial. And again, and my, my Rebbe pointed it out very well. <coughs> he said... Excuse me, he phrased it very well. Rav Miller said, you don't need to take a step back from the quality of your relationships. Just the quantity of your relationships. Just the amount. You don't need to be at every party, every birthday. Listen, simchas, go, enjoy. But every single social function, it's, it's okay. You can, it, you can miss one once in a while. 
um, or, or, or go and leave early. That's also mother. Right? That's also an idea of precious of what we're talking about over here. Right? To, be a, to go above and beyond. Uh, the Ramchal brings examples of David HaMelech, Eliyahu Elisha, right, who set up themselves with solitary areas, right, areas of his bodidus. That word is kind of corrupted nowadays. I feel like people, if you ever heard the word his bodidus, people think it's like, you know, if you're a, a Breslov Chassid going to the forest to meditate for like 15 hours, that's not his bodidus. His bodidus is simply thinking about yourself, right, taking some time by yourself and thinking, and thinking about life. It could be two minutes, right, that's, that's his bodidus. He talks about how... Elisha and Eliyahu and Avi, right? All the Nevi'im, the king, the great tzaddikim of, of yesteryear used to do this as well. Umash last paragraph. And finally, what we mentioned, I promised that he would get to. Uh, the Rabbi Mechala ends off with also a, a mushrash moves for, uh, for Yom Kippur. He says, it's super important to make, to take baby steps. Shalom Yirtzeh Adam Ledaleg. A person should not look to skip the likfotz or to jump. to To the opposite extreme. In one moment. Right? It definitely will not work. A person should be porish, should do this little by little. Today you should do a little bit, you should acquire a little bit. Tomorrow do a little bit more. Right? That's how you build yourself. Right? That's again, don't get ahead of your Don't get ahead of yourself. Don't listen to the sheer and be like, that's it. I'm cutting off all my social contacts. I'm eating only bread and water. Let's relax, right? It's a tiny, tiny step at a time, right? In that way, right? Kiyashuv, he says it over here, right? Kiyashuv lo kumoteva mamash. After many years of working on yourself, right, it'll become part of your nature, right? It's it become so you can get to a point. It is possible where some of these things don't hold any sway over you, uh, as 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 I like to say, don't flip out, just grow up. Um, don't go to extremes, take your time, don't rush. Um, and that's a metaphor for tshuva as well, as, as we look towards, uh, you know, an amazing uh, Yom Kippur, that uh, Kosh Baruch is not looking for you to, you know, to, to jump 15 levels at once, right? Just little baby steps, right? Plan out your year if you're interested in a little bit of Yom Kippur prep, right? Plan out your year. You could pick each month, you can work on a single thing. Yeah, I, that's just a general suggestion. If that's if you want to feel like you're uh, taking on a lot of things, but but otherwise take on one, two, three small things, right, and go from there. That's what Ramchal says. That's that's the answer for tshuva. That's the answer for precious. All bezocha to Gemara It's great to see everybody, um, and we'll be in touch. All the best.